What's up, everybody? This is Keegs from Here's a Podcast. Here you happy now. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to episode 74. We're pumped to have you. Super fun episode today. I'm going to see if I can get through everything that we talked about in one breath. It will be difficult because we talk about a lot. We're talking about MLB. What should they do with their fans? Cardboard, holograms, any other options. We're talking Red Lobster Hero. We're talking Otters and Sperm. Huge role reversal. Big week for Sperm. Tough week for Otters. We're talking about me getting bullied in high school by the media and an amalgamation of a bunch of different high school villains thrown into one bus and we're talking nerd cakes that's it it was way easier than i thought i've got great lungs i'm running out of breath now getting red light time to get weird have fun see you then what's up it's nick it's keegs it's here's a podcast you're happy now your favorite podcast about everything and nothing welcome to episode 74 74 closing on 75 we're moving Moving. We're moving. We're moving through. In honor of episode 74, we will do 74 seconds of silence starting now. 74 seconds is a long time. It's a long time. I've totally forgot to tell you I was going to do that. That's on me. Oh, that was that was planned? Yeah. Take some of the magic away from it. I thought that was just something <laughs> that came to your head. I prefer to think that you... Well, it did. I mean, it did come into my head at some point. Life We've got know. a couple updates for you guys. Big updates. Uh, let's see what we got. We own a rugby club. Yeah. Um, we're official owners of a prestigious rugby club in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Husky Boys RFC. Um, I don't I don't know if we own it, actually, I guess. I'm now seeing it. We're, we're endorsed. We're, we're like, endorsed by them. Oh, I thought we were like co-owners at the, at the least. No, we're just endorsed? We're endorsed. Are we going to be on the jerseys? Up in the air. Honestly, they've got their vision that they have for their jerseys. I would not rule us out of being on the jersey as quickly as I would with any other team. Okay. That's, I, like, I like where this deal is starting, man. You know, like only better chance we have is if we open up like a meatball shop in the, in the greater Chicagoland area and sponsor a little league team. That's the only better shot we have of getting our faces on a jersey. That doesn't Which sound, is not a bad option. doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> So heads up to Husky Boys RFC, just so you know you got a little competition because <laughs> these two these two guys with no kids might be starting a little league team. So And I mean you had me at a meatball shop in Chicago. Yeah, I mean I'm telling you that's the way to do it. You just you get a nice little meatball shop, maybe you maybe you serve some pizzas, maybe some sandwiches, who knows? But you sponsor you know, there's plenty of teams that need to be sponsored that need their jerseys paid for. for and sure. I guarantee I mean, we might have to dress it up a little bit. Like we might have to pretend that it's the, you know, it's the logo for a restaurant. We can pull it off. We can pull it off. So yes, shout out to Husky Boys RFC. If we have any new listeners from the, the Pittsburgh area. Uh, Pittsburgh is a city we haven't listed before on our, on our sponsoring city. So we appreciate having you along. Tell us some great things about, you know, your rugby club. Uh, we only know that you guys love to party and you love to play rugby. And shout out to our, our good friend and owner of the team, Jody Husky, for the hookup. The team is his namesake. Jody Husky owns the Husky Boy Rugby Club. I love it. Yeah, it's this uh, is perfectly aligned with our brand. Prestigious. I, I would say it's probably one of the top sevens teams, top D three sevens teams in the Pittsburgh area. So it, it, this ain't this ain't nothing. That's huge. I mean, for us, I'm I'm honored to be, you know, associated with. I'm honored to be endorsed. To be endorsed. Yeah. Owner. Thank we'll, you. We'll sort out the details in post. We've got yeah. a lawyer. We haven't talked to him in a while. I hope he's we okay. Should, we should keep. We should catch up with him. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's exciting news. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Hey, you can't complain. 
if you think that we're just we're pulling your leg, why don't you tell us what you've been endorsed by recently? It's fair. Yeah, I'll wait. We got. We should mock up uh, an endorsement announcement post. Yes, we should mock up an endorsement post. You're right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, Jody Husky will get our people. will get in touch with your people. We get an intern. You just figured out how to do thumbnails. Yeah, we'll send them the brand guidelines. We'll get it all together. Um, another update, which which we wasn't planned, but I, the reason I was late, Nick, is because I accidentally shampooed my hair twice. Whoa! You do that? Not often, because as you know, my hair is a real moisture, you know, yeah. vacuum. So I try to shampoo as little as possible, which I think I actually probably learned from you. How does it feel? Do you feel extra clean, or do you feel too no. dry and brittle? No, I mean my my hair historically reacts terribly with shampoo we're not shampoo people fuck we have to start over uh but yeah no it was it was not meant to do if it was up to me i would would never do it uh but i did try to go through a no poo phase when i first grew my hair a few years ago and that lined up with thanksgiving and those photos are just they're awful the grease factor is rough it was terrible it was and i could not see it that's the scariest part i could not see it in the moment Everyone said to me, maybe you should use shampoo. And I was like, how fucking old are you, cousin Alyssa? Like 19? Welcome to the no-poo lifestyle. Yeah, welcome to no-poo life. All right? Congrats on graduating, not yet, from college. Idiot. And then I looked back on the photos, and it was like, my head was wet the whole time. It was awful. I would actually love if we got some call-ins or DMs or something from anyone around hair care. Because I'm, I'm trying to up the game on the hair care. I want yeah. a more curly look. I bought Diva Curl, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. People are telling me it that makes, off our roommate. I know. People are saying it makes your hair fall out. Oh no. Let me tell you, what's your biggest fear right now? Oh well now it's going bald. Now it's yeah, well, for me, it's always <laughs> going bald. I know there's a lot of scary shit going on in the world, but I do not want to lose yeah. my hair. This head shape, very weird very much much yeah. more like an egg than you would think or maybe you would know yeah, that my, my i do know that my mom uh admitted that she did not repair scars on my head correctly and given that her dad is bald <laughs> what do you she was she was repairing your was she giving you stitches in your head well, why I, like, I wasn't old enough to remember so anything's possible if you met my mom anything is possible um it could be duct tape, could be glue, could be nothing. I assume what she meant was like, I got a really bad scar in my head, which is, it's like a fucking half moon. And uh, the one time I ever shaved my head, I was like, oh, wow, I have a giant scar in the middle of my head. And she's like, yeah, hopefully you never go bald. It's like a terrible thing to say to your son when your dad is bald. Yeah. And that's what science says. We've got another update for you. I am not, you know this, because we lived together for a long time. I'm not a commando guy. Took a shower, run late for the pod. No underwear, or there was, but it was downstairs with my family. I didn't feel like running downstairs, little weenie dangling everywhere. So I was like, I'll just go commando these Carhartts, which are too big for me. So I'm going to moon my family. Now, the, at first, I was like, I'll just put on underwear later. But now it's like, am I really going to take these are Carhartts, not jorts? Am I really going to take my pants off to put underwear on and then put pants back on? It's a lot of work. How does it feel? Oh, no, again, I don't have much experience. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I don't like I've it. never, I've never been a big, uh, never been a big uh, commando guy for yeah, a number dude. of reasons. There's, a, and I'll list them. One. Do you want to zip your pee pee? Well, that's actually two from me. 
Like I'm, I'm nervous the, about zipping the you're PP. You're working zipper and you got the PP. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes. two. That's two. Uh, yeah, box of poop, man. Your yeah. Butt, your butt crack shouldn't be on your pants. I don't wash my pants yeah. that often. I'm not saying you got oh, a poopy yeah. butt. No. I yep. think everyone I mean, kind of has a poopy butt. The number of times I poop my pants, you could, you could venture to say I a poopy butt. I think having a little bit of a poopy butt is sort of a human truth. Everyone sometimes has a little poopy butt. Yeah, sometimes a little bit of a poopy butt, guys. And okay. underwear is the blocker. We, we should do a dude health on this. Yeah. Does it, well, yeah. Dude, dude yeah. health. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so here's the thing, guys. is like why you should wash your butt sometimes is you don't want to have a little poop hanging around in there. Everyone has it. And that's why I think that's why I like to wear underwear. That's right. And it, when it's when it stops, is it stops strangers from licking your butt? It's kind of a human defense mechanism. Okay, having a little. If poopy, you were a stranger yeah. walking down the street and you saw a poopy butt, you would not lick it. it. You know, analingus is all the rage right now. You have to you have to do what you can if you if you're not interested. Kind of an unintentional sequitur to shampoo. You know, you're not supposed to use the whole thought behind the no poo movement. Hmm. <laughs> The whole no poo movement is that your hair produces its own oils. Why would you replace them with something else? The whole premise behind the poo movement is your body, your butthole, your poo maker produces a natural amount of poo that's supposed to be on your butt at all times. Who invented toilet paper, Nick? Big Pharma. Big Pharma fucking <laughs> invented it. We were using our hands. We were using our hands. You ever try to clean up milk with your hands, Nick? No. <laughs> gross <laughs> let me tell you when you try to clean up milk with your hands you can't get all the milk there's just always going to be a little bit of milk no matter how much you run the, so the faucet no matter how much you run your hands no matter how much you're rubbing the milk around there's always going to be some milk on the ground just like when you're wiping your butt with your hand there's always going to be a little poop on the inside of your, of your poop cheeks and that was dude health you know I, I i just did a little little quick research who invented modern toilet paper joseph gaietti there's a guy oh Whose credit was the guy? They have this patent from 1891 right here of the roll That's of crazy. toilet paper. I got to go deep on this. 1857, yeah. sorry, even earlier. Is he behind any of the big corporations that now, you know, That's, the campers, what, I need to, that's what I need to the... try to figure out. You know, Keegan, I think you should probably talk about whatever you got next planned because I don't sure. want to hold too much up and know that I'm not going to be listening at all. I'm going to be focused on this. Okay, that's good to know. Another update we've got, which is kind of a world update. We've seen the return of baseball. We talked about this briefly last week. We're big fans. Speaking of fans, trending topic has been, what are we doing with the fake fans? It's been weird. It first hit me with a foul ball. Foul ball goes into the empty stands, and it is rolling. That's when it hit me. I was like, wow, this is super weird. It's really weird. Some teams are doing cardboard cutouts. Some teams are doing uh, seven shots a game of video game audience. Um, and it really, I was listening to a conversation on it on another podcast I listened to, and it really got me thinking, like, which of these do we prefer? And I got into thinking about it. I got into thinking about it. And I was like, well, what are our options, right? Like, this could be the foreseeable future. We're still in the first wave by all accounts. Um, people still refuse to wear masks and or wash their hands. So it seems like we could be in this mess for a while. So are we just going to not have any fancy baseball game? It's going to be new, new real, the new reality. It's pretty dystopian. So I came up with three options yep. we could do. All right. And it came with the pros and cons list. If you want to do the deep dive, we're going to go over it now briefly. But if you want to do a deep dive on this, I did write a blog about it. Here's a blog.com. Click it. Just click it, guys. Just go to it. Do the deep dive. There's lots of little pictures in there. It's great. All right. You get $2,500 a click. So do it. It's my brainchild. <laughs> exactly. And you'll get half. I'm not, I won't sign anything that says that. I won't sign anything that says that. Anyway, 
options are this. We could keep on doing video game graphics, all right? Pros, it's cheap. They've already figured it out. They, the graphics are so bad at this point, we could only go up. We could only go up. Like we're at Madden 12 right now, maybe. They got three models. It's only every once in a while. It's not great. Can I ask, not how great. have they not done video game sport crowds better? I mean, that's, you're asking for a real nerd geeks here. It's all about processing power, you know? Where, where do you, you know, you've only got, on a console, you've only got so much power that you can use, really. I'm saying power, I'm hugely simplifying that. You only got so much, like, memory data at a time that you can use. It's all about allocating that in the right places. Huh. Thanks. Okay. Continue. No, it's fine. So, like, really it, you know, yeah, it's, it's just so if you make the audience create, the, your game's going to run super slow because you're, right. you're, you're, how many people are you trying to generate on the screen? Too many. 50, that being said, game, yes, this is a pretty much. consistent, you're, you're hitting the nail on it, a pretty consistent complaint about every video game ever. Some do it better than others, but God, whatever Fox has been doing recently, not great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, did you see they had the video game audience doing the wave? It's so, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's just like, you, it's weird that they only have it every once in a while. You're also not convincing anyone. It's not like, you're like people are like, oh, well, you know what soccer has done? And we'll get back to my, my point in a minute, but what soccer's done is just covered all the seats. Yeah, that's the way to fucking do it. They've covered some of the seats, but it makes it way less weird. Yeah. If you're just like, oh, that's just for advertising. <laughs> that's not, not for people who sit there. This isn't happening. <laughs> right. So uh, we could do video games, but you should maybe try to do it every, more than three times a game. We could do cardboard cutouts. Now, there's some amazing potential with cardboard cutouts that I was thinking about. <laughs> I, as we've seen, who's suffering more than essential workers right now? Maybe mascots. Mascots are looking sad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mascots are looking sad these days. Like there's just nothing for them to do. Can you imagine how hard it is to be a mascot right now? Like so much of being a mascot is just fucking with people. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, it's like being a stand-up comedian. If you know, you just got to go. It's a lot of crowd work sometimes, you know, where are you, yeah. where are you guys yeah. from? I don't know how long you know each other. That's all mascots Oh, you got does. popcorn. Let me dump it on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, dance off got, with the security guard. Try to st- <laughs> right. Off. Like, it's just yeah. feed off the crowd. Feed off drunk people. It's amazing. Funny, quick tangent. My roommate, very briefly, when I was in Boston, was a mascot in high school. And he challenged, as he as the mascot, he challenged them to a push-up contest. And then realized he couldn't do a single push-up. Um, <laughs> great guy. Uh, this is a really funny thing to realize. Like, I got, it. I got myself into this crazy <laughs> situation. <laughs> Maybe it was in the suit. He couldn't do a push-up. Yeah, not, uh, not being yeah. able to do a push-up is fine. It's just funny to be like, I'm going to challenge this guy to a push-up contest, having <laughs> never done a push-up. Yeah. So, and you would prefer that because you're doing it. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. You'd prefer that to where mascots are right now. So, if we do cardboard cutouts, I think that there is just hilarious potential. And this is my dark, twisted brain of like. I was thinking of this scenario where, you know, it's bottom of the ninth, so end of the game. Two, I'm, I'm going to describe this for baseball people and the people who don't know the rules of baseball. It's going to be a very fluid description. Bottom of the ninth, end of the game, two outs, very end of the game. You're up by one. Your closer's in. All right. Scoring runs on second. Tying runs on second. Batter's up. Batter looks up, steps out of the box, and he sees in the audience your mascot just sawing the head off of a cardboard fan and like to me that's the, the game's over the game the how's the batter how can you focus after that i just can't think of anything funnier in the world than a mascot just intentionally mutilating 
a fake audience member. And I don't know, will you be honest with me? Is that way too far? No, I think that's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, it, it is funny. If it's also funny if they could wrong. choose like, you know, this is all very lighthearted. It's a mascot, but like, it'd be funny that they just choose a random, like real person. It's like, ah, you were in seat 32B. You paid 10 bucks to get right. your cardboard cut out here. Like, sorry, the mascot sawed its head off. Sawed your fucking head off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like mascots are so close to, I would say it's unspoken essence of the mascots where it's really like, these guys are sociopaths. Yeah. It's like your, your job is to interact with real people under a mask with no consequences. You've and got it's that like power. You've got insane power. And like your only real loyalty is to your team, right? But it's like you're just you're just watching the world burn. Yeah. You only you're only loyal to one thing. You've got nothing to lose, really. Right? Like what like the only mascot that's ever been attacked was like the guy who got attacked by Jamal Adams. Like oh, for the most yeah. part, you're just safe as a mascot, other than heat stroke. So right. anyway. I think that we just go all the way where suddenly our mascots are like actually killers of cardboard yeah. could go a long way. The real idea that I think could be a huge benefit for a number of reasons is poorly designed robots. Reason number one, jobs. A lot of people out of work right now, anyone could make these robots. Remember the key is that they're poorly designed. So like I'm talking Ikea instruction manual, a bunch of cords and whatever, you know, whatever you're working. In my mind, they'd be like very humanoid looking, but we could figure it out. You just scatter these bad boys throughout the fans. Like people's got jobs. You pay someone for like, you could pay the models, right? You just stand there, have their likeness perfected. You can have, you know, the, the other people just following instructions, plugging shit in. Because when it comes down to it is the best fan interactions and the best fan moments we have. And this is a couple examples in the blog. Yeah, one of them was disgusting. Things that, <laughs> that poorly functioning robots would do. Like they're all things you like you pan the audience and you look at a fucking idiot and it's just like, well, that's just a robot. That's not working well. That's fair. Like, that's, what, that's what people are. You know, that's kind of what we, when we get too drunk and we sit in the rain, we pour popcorns mouth or we just fucking stick our tongues down whoever's sitting next to their throat or just vomit all over just your vomit all over yourself. Belly. It's just like, well, that's, you're just a poorly functioning robot. You drank too much. Your body no longer functions yeah. like it's supposed to. You've the been wires are missing. Circuits are yeah. going expert. So I don't know. I, I don't want to copyright this idea because I don't want to be selfish, but it is copyrighted by me. So no one take that idea or I will sue you. I'm also and with I think you that long way. it would be easy. Like, because it's so, so easy. Like, it's just Roomba technology, basically. It's like, if you just had like, or like a vacuum, you just like let a vacuum, yeah. you know, running around with like a, and it's anthropomorphic and it's running into shit and like getting hit with balls. It's like, a, you know, the thing at the driving range that picks up the golf balls, like, you don't need, this doesn't mean to be strong robot technology. This needs to just look like a person who's bumping into stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah. And like MIT is designed a robot that can like follow Google maps and like stab a cucumber through a wall. Like you, they could fucking design something that can turn 180 degrees and get smacked in the face by a baseball. That'd be pretty scary though. If they just threw one of those like Boston dynamics robots, just one running around, yeah, just I mean, running around in the stands, <laughs> jumping off for shit. <laughs> yeah. Super threatening. A real, a real backfire. That's all I'm saying. And I really don't want MIT involved in this at all. Yeah. And the point is that they don't work. Well. Cause you know, MIT would be like, well, they don't want it to work well, but like really will make these things have human AI. Right. We don't we'll want to put a person inside the robot. It's capturing, um, or it's capturing data of all this. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, the, the point is, is like, it's already going to be dystopian, no matter what you look at. If the stands are empty, you're going to be like, wow, 
I can't believe the world looks like that. If there are video game people in the stands that have three models, you're like, wow, I can't believe we're already doing that. We're already looking at it being like, wow, this is pretty dystopian and it's shocking. If there are a bunch of cardboards getting their heads cut off by some mascots, you'd be like, wow, this is pretty dystopian. So why not just lean all the way into it? I'm with you. Go robots. Rob Manfred, you've got my number. He needs um, all the help he can get. Moving in ad blogs <laughs> of the week. <laughs> no, I stumbled over that transition. <laughs> not easy way. Speaking of help, um, <laughs> let's help Nick. Blog of the week. We've got some big stories this week. A lot of things happen. We're going to go through a few of them. A uh, few of them right now. Biggest one, I think, by far, is one that I've looked at, skimmed over, didn't know if I wanted to write about, and then as soon as I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, this is a must, must cover. You've got a red lobster employee in, I believe, Michigan. Could be wrong. It's a state that's really far from the ocean. That's yeah. all I know. And they basically found a blue lobster that is a one in a two million specimen. Like one out of every two million specimens of lobster are blue. And he had the mind to alert his supervisor, basically send this thing to the zoo. Got it all hooked up. And the only thing that I could think about was if that's made the lobster, the lobster dies. You eat the lobster. There's no doubt. I'm a hundred percent with you. I think if you're thinking, I think a lot of people would say they're the type of people who would save the lobster. I am not one of those people. I'd be like, fuck it. This lobster's getting boiled like the rest of the lobsters. I got a job to do. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Cause when it comes down to it, it's like, would we all look at stories of heroes and we all have a moment where we're like, we're different than everyone else. We could do that. You know, like yep. I see someone like, oh, you rescue someone from a burning building. It's like, oh, I could do that. I would have done the same thing in that situation. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I, and then I, you always cover it up. You're like, well, I don't know how to do the same thing. But your brain's like, did you do the same thing? You're, yeah, you're a hero. You're the, the best. The, my brain doesn't even try to convince me that I would try to save this lobster's life. Can you imagine right now, like working in the service industry alone is exhausting. It's so fucking tiring. And now put on top of that, the fact that like you're putting your life at risk for going to work right now, you got to wear a mask. You've got all these new precautions and already relatively tedious job. Like this, you're like, I'm sure there's zombies walking on their feet. I almost want to make this, you know, we've got a couple segments that we could turn this into. Yeah. The one it should be is essential worker hero of the week, which is a really pure, profound, well-deserved award. Probably going to name it. I would not have done that of the week because I, I would not that. have done that again. The this first podcast is about pure. us. Yeah, yeah, it's about us. I would not have done that. It is so much easier oh. to just pretend you didn't know what it was, and just say yeah. it's just another lobster. You know, you're already, I, you're already wrangling yeah. lobsters at, at Red Lobster, which I've never been to a Red Lobster. I was not under the impression that they were really cooking live lobsters in there. I thought it was like a fast food place that was, you know. They get a bunch of frozen I mean, stuff, and then, but I, I've never been, so I think I don't it's like know. a Chili's. It's it's more like a Chili's than it is like a BK or like a Mickey D's. I mean, I I think it's I think it's probably closer to an Applebee's. I don't want to speak poorly about Chili's. I also don't want to speak poorly about Red Lobster. We're singing the praises. I've um, never, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad but place. I, 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 just, I mean, my impression is that Red Lobster is not the not the most. It's not the best place. Is what I've heard. I've never been as well. I've heard that the, they've got biscuits that are supposed to be amazing. Yeah, dial yeah. in. Correct us on this. Well, we should go to Red Lobster, first of all. We should. We should. We should support them because this is incredible. Because so much, I mean, anyone who's worked in the service industry knows that like so much of working in the service industry, more than just being on your feet all the time, dealing with people, whether they're your coworkers or your customers, so much of it is like putting your hand up. 
It's looking at the whiteboard and be like, all right, what duties have been done today? What haven't been done? And so much of that is dodging it, is knowing like, oh, if I fold the rags, I don't have to mop the floor. That's so much we're going to serve industry. Like that's just so much of it. So you think that I'm going to get like, <laughs> if I'm not going to put my hand up to like make the batter, that I'm going to like step away from my station when I'm in the zone and everything I'm looking at, like fingers, fucking rings, anything is going into the chowder that I'm going to take the time to save this like one blue lobster. No fucking way. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then also take the, be like, I'm also going to take it to the zoo. I remember it's in Ohio, I think. Cause I think it was the Ohio. Akron zoo, right? Yes. That's what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. I mean, service industry, I think work in general, a lot of my day, not in the service industry, you know, so don't know that experience, but is thinking, man, there's a thing I really don't want to do. I'm going to get out of it. Or like, oh man, this hiccup just happened. I could either A, make it a big deal or B, pretend I didn't see it. And 90% of the time you pretend you didn't see it and hope it works out much like cooking a blue lobster. But you got to give a, a real commendation to this person for saying, you know what, this, what, this is a one in two million deal. Yeah. Because so much, like, especially now, the bare minimum for, like, working in the service industry is so high. Oh, for you sure. You can't blame anyone going to work and being like, I just want to fucking mail it in as best as I can and make it through the day. You That's... wouldn't blame anyone for doing that anyway. There are some people who are like, well, you know what? If you're going to be a waitress, you should, you should enjoy your job. Okay? You, know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't talk to people and have a job where you just see people if you don't like people. It's like, well, if you weren't fucking writing one star reviews on Yelp all the fucking time, like maybe yeah. they'd be different. But Some right people, now, yeah. if, you, if you're that employee, you could be like, oh, wow. Even if you were aware of the fact that the blue lobster is special, you'd be like, wow, the lobster is blue. Well, I could tell my supervisor, send it to the zoo, or I could just throw it in the pot and no one ever know. Probably tastes the same. Probably tastes the exact same. How Better. great would it be if they served it and like, hey, FYI, this lobster is blue. And so it's one every two million. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah. Could have saved it, but instead I served it to you. You don't win anything, but we, we <laughs> but know that the lobster you're eating is blue. Know that the lobster that you're eating is endangered. Yep. I thought blue lobsters were much more frequent. I didn't know that there were blue lobsters. I saw one at the zoo once, but, or the aquarium. I'm just really curious about red lobster. Me too. So if I want to go deep. I want to figure please, it out. If you know about red lobster, you've been there, just dm us just send a pigeon do something i want to know there's some restaurants that i'm just super curious about like i felt that way about buffalo wild wings that i hadn't been to for an atrociously long time i love buffalo wild wings i feel that way about red lobster you know i feel like we didn't have it very much where i was growing up same here. Like maryland thing yeah i think you know? so and it's the cheddar Although bay probably, biscuits that people are crazy for that's what it is yeah the cheddar bay biscuits cheddar bay biscuits which like is that what you that's that you eat with crab. Great. You put cheddar bay on crab. You put old bay, right? Old I mean, bay I'm not. You know me. I'm not a seafood guy, so I don't actually yeah. know. This is a classic. Here's a podcast. Here, happen now story. We neither of us know have ever been to this restaurant. We've never had crab. We've yeah. never, we don't know what old bay is, and we don't know what blue lobster is, and we're covering it. And we we have to. That's honest reporting. It's us or big media. Come here to hear about baseball and then red lobster and then whatever's next. Whatever's next. Speaking of whatever's next, great transition, Nick. We've got a big scientific development, guys. Scientists somewhere in the world has discovered that sperm do not wriggle like little worms. They don't, they don't swim. They roll like playful otters is the exact language that's used. Not much to say on this. I was a little, I was miffed with how we went right to playful otters. Wrote about it in the blog. 
I think it's kind of like going, going from describing something as a worm to describing it as an otter. When it looks like a worm, sperm, it looks like a worm. It's like going from running a 10 minute mile to running a five minute mile. You know, yeah. you did, if you went from running a 10 minute mile to running a five minute mile, you'd get drug tested. So if you go from describing something like a worm to suddenly out of nowhere snapping, it's like, it's an otter. I think you're a weird guy. I'm going to be asking your coworkers about you. It just, what's his you deal? What's yourself. their deal? What's, yeah, what's his deal? Like, what's the otter population like in your area? Because I don't have a lot of otter expertise. We, I was from a Vermont town with a river, and there was one otter, and he would attack the elderly. He was very poorly behaved. No way. Old people go out. Yeah, I mean, he'd attack everyone, but the elderly were particularly susceptible to him because they'd go out like canoeing. They'd rent, rent canoes from, you know, the Dartmouth fucking boat club, whatever. And right. the otter would come out of nowhere and like attack them. That's a river otter, I'm assuming, the, kind of the bigger ones, right? The river ones are big and the sea otters are small? Uh, I don't know. God, we should have done more research. The most I know about otters is their characters in Redwall. Hell yeah, dude. Which is the big, the big point of this, is like, if you're the sperm of the world, what a level up. Like, you went from, oh, you, you're such a little sperm. You're a slithery little eel. Yeah, you're a little eel. You're a little, you're a little tadpole, you know? You went from that to being an otter. Like a beloved animal. Like otters are beloved. Yeah. You know, little water dogs. On it's the so flip cute. side, if you say if you say that sperm now swim like they roll like playful otters, you vice versa have to say it's classic mathematics. Our math guy backs up. Playful otters roll like average sperm. And that is just that's a steep that's a steep fall off. Not a good press week for otters. Now that we know both they move like sperm and B, that there's one that keeps attacking old people in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's terrible. I don't know if he's still around. I'll, I'll, I'll ask around. I'll do some digging. Speaking about my local town, I forgot about it in my brain. Ah, I'll say this for next no, week. No, hit it, hit it. Hit it? You really think so? the iron's hot. All right. I got it in my brain, which is that I, so as you know, I go down just Facebook holes often. I'll start with one Facebook video and then I'll get pitched on a Facebook video and the first will be somewhat relatable. And then suddenly I'm like watching backyard boxing matches between ferrets. Like, and I don't know how I got there. And in 45 minutes it passed. Um, I've had a couple big holes this week, but one popped up where I've like, I've seen this a lot and it just is, there are just nonstop Facebook videos of, you know, some, any of those uh, sites that, that are putting up, footage of college basketball players, high school basketball players. Um, there is one player, Julian Newman. Have you heard of Julian Newman? No, I get weird food ones. Julian Newman is a, he's a, he's like a basketball prodigy. But before I get into the details, I'll start you off where I started when I was being pitched Julian Newman videos. All I saw were these videos that were just like, Julian Newman gets schooled. Julian Newman gets shut down. Julian Newman gets taught humility on the court. I'm like, this, you guys are fucking obliterating this kid. Like, he comes down to me, he's a fucking kid. Like, I know that basketball is a cutthroat world. Like, if you're on these videos, there's some talk of you going pro or going collegiate. But, like, you're just fucking shitting on a kid who's, like, maybe 18 at this yeah. point. Yeah just riding him. And so I did some reading. He's a basketball prodigy. He's, people think he's too short to go pro, et cetera. And maybe he's got some attitude on the court. I have no idea. He seems extraordinarily polarizing. And I, this is not my in my brain. My in my brain is this just shot me back to my high school basketball days. I don't know if you know this. There was a New Hampshire um, basketball, high school basketball blogger who hated 
my guts. An adult. An adult. Just would eviscerate me in his blogs. Like, he no ran. Way. I'm going to fucking out him. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to out him. I kind of want to bring him. I would thought about bringing him on an interview. Him, and maybe we should try. Where I'm just like, dude, what was your fucking problem? Why are you me? so mean to me? <laughs> Website shut down. He shut it down a few years ago. It's got to it be an like archive, 2009. Though, right? it, no, his domain's up for sale. Um, oh, so I God. went digging for these. I went digging for them. Because they were, if you Googled me, these would be like on the second page of things that popped up. And it was just like, I just remember the season. I think I had pneumonia. And I just heard the first one was like, you know, they were doing the preseason, the preseason predictions. And they were like, oh, you know, Anover High School, you know, led defensively by 6'7", Keegan Duffy. Because when I was in high school, I was 6'7", I was a pretty good defensive basketball player, but I fucking sucked at everything else. Like I, I, I played enough defense and got good enough that I could make varsity but I got so much better at basketball just growing into my body like later on. And I still was pretty bad, but I was not very good in high school. And so, you know, six, seven, King Duffy leads him defensively. And then after that, it's like King Duffy, again, a no show. King Duffy, not getting any playing time this game. What's he up to? Yeah, you know, just like King Duffy, why does he fucking suck? And it's like, what the, what did I fucking do to you, man? Like no request for an interview. And this guy just fucking haunted me. Like he just followed me. And I had a super, I had a super, uh, I don't want to say like traumatic, but unpleasant end of my high school basketball career, which was just like, wasn't helped by the fact that this blogger just was out for blood of like this six, seven guy should be better at basketball. To be fair, I was playing against a seven footer from Claremont, New Hampshire, ended up going to Kentucky or coming into Kentucky. And I fucking shut his ass down every time I played him. So suck my dick, Jeremy Le- How's your fucking defunct website? I've got a podcast. You, no one even knows who you are anymore. So long. I hope we, if we interview, I, I take that all back. I mean, like, I, I don't know why I've never really thought about it that way, but maybe it's just because I, like, you watch Friday Night Lights and you're like, man, these people are all so obsessed with high school football and, like, so critical. But, like, it's fucking weird to be shitting on a kid playing sports. Yeah. Well, like, it just was in like, the privacy of your own home, it'd be like, man, that kid really sucks. That's fine. But to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to blog about, like, you know, these children playing sports against each other. Right. Well, I just saw so much of, like, him talking about people nicely. I was like, what? I, dude, I wasn't trying to go D1. Like, I played for a fucking, like, maybe, I don't even know how the divisions work in New Hampshire, D2 high school basketball. Right. You're not there definitely were some good players, but it's not like we're fucking, like, a, a feeder system for, like, the fucking like big 10 <laughs> like i don't know what you're fucking thinking like dartmouth like that's the closest school they fucking are awful i don't think they've won a game it, during my time when i lived in vermont but they're so bad so i just don't know i saw them being nice to other people and i was like i don't understand why you are not nice to me and it just led it was just like a tough couple years where i went saying, from being school- shit on by blogger being shit on by coaches in college and i just i think that's where the chip came from you know fucking jeremy credit to you you gave me a chip on my shoulder and now I'm a blogger. I fall, I'm following in your footsteps <laughs> yeah, to now eviscerate you. This is a revenge blog. <laughs> I'm get you, you know, you should, you should pay it forward. You should find a high school basketball team to follow and just, just ruin one kid's life. I just, it'd be one thing if like we ever spoke. That's and I never, weird. I didn't connect that. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you never stick up for yourself. You never like think critically about things. You're just like, oh, this makes sense. Like as an adult. Right. This is my writing, experience. This is just how it is. Scathing reviews of me playing high school basketball. And then you're like, well, wait a second. I've never met this guy. I've never spoken to this guy. 
like you never asked me of like, hey, why are you not getting playing time? It's like, well, I have pneumonia, so I can't. I literally I can't run down the it was court. Just without like, wow, playing. number twenty-seven, Keegan Dufty being a real <laughs> bitch again this week, not playing because he showed like that's absurd. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, your high school bully shouldn't have been an adult. <laughs> Well, it's not like he was calling for my family to like die, but he was being very mean. Like he was not that far from just being like, it, it was really along the lines of like, I cannot understand. Like this kid must be so bad at basketball to not play. That's you know, really because cruel. the thing is, I was not a super prominent player on my team. Like I was tall. I was good at defense. I contributed. I think there was always some hope of like, well, hey, it's inevitable. The six, seven guy plays really well. You'll be better. And I would give anything. I would give anything to be, and we, this would maybe be an in my brain for the future, but if I could have been 22, 23, and gone back with that ability to play high school basketball, I would do that in a fucking second. I would trade everything away just to do that. It would have been so much fun. I mean, clowning on kids. I think we've talked about that before. Like, wouldn't it be fun to go play high school sports? Yeah. I like, just, even like, I one, took it for granted. Yeah. One took it for granted. But two, it's just like, oh, well, I fucking grew in my body and got better at, at doing things. Yeah. So I would like to go back and, and do that again. But it just was like, there were guys on my team who were really good at basketball. Really good at basketball. And it was always like, yeah, you know, Sam G put up, you know, 20 points, really good game from him. Sam C, you know, put up, you know, we had double-double, played a really good game. You know, Sam Mickey. E. Great job. And it'd be like Keegan Dupty again, not doing shit from the bench. What a fucking loser. It's like, dude, did I fucking shit problem, man? Cheerios? Yeah. <laughs> that's just like an ultimate, that's just an ultimate, like, what's your problem, man? Why are you doing it's this? so funny. It's just so funny. Anyway, yeah. so that was my big, did I, you have sorry, a real, high, did you have any like high school bully bullies, like a high schooler who bullied? Um, you were big. Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of. I had like, I probably had like one and that like, Oh, I mean, yeah, I did kind of have a bully when I was in middle school, but it was all from, this has got to be, we'll do this story another week. We can't, we can't. now we'll talk about it now. So basically, <laughs> it was just, just skip the next story and stick we'll skip the next story. Yeah, let's skip the next story. So basically like I was riding the school bus. Um, this is kind of a longer story. I was in middle school. The way my school system worked was that basically you like got picked up from the, the middle school and then you get driven to the high school, you pick them up and or there was one year where there was construction. They were both in the same place. So we all took the same bus together. That's what it was. And we rode the bus every day from town of Hanover to Norwich. So it was like a 10 minute bus drive, super short. My buddies and I were on the bus. We were the same bus every day. Super brain dead driver, Phil. Um, driving N1. We were on the bus and I think we just got a bunch of camera. We were just tossing candy. We were just tossing candy. Guys that sat in the back of the bus were like the villains of every 1980s uh, high school movie. But it was like a mix. There was the guy, Nate, who had the leather jacket with the spikes on it and the mohawk, who was just really fucking scary. He's, he's like an eighth grader at the time. High schooler. Oh, These high, were high school. schoolers. We were eighth grade. We were like seventh or eighth graders. These guys were high schoolers. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, so this guy's got like the fucking... He's got the, the, the studs. Yeah. He's got the, like, the eye mask. Dude is scary. Not a small guy either. Then we've got Swifty, high school hockey goalie. I have no idea why these guys were hanging out. It was like you took all the villains from different movies and combined them one friend's group, friend group. So you had Swifty, high school goalie, made out with his girlfriend. They'd like, you know, they, it was like back high, back high school bus type stuff. Right. Then you had J-Mo, who had a switchblade who would cut, up, would cut up the seat belts and turn them into just pant belts. <laughs> 
Cool <laughs> look. So, kind of a classic, kind of a classic. And that was kind of, there were some other, like, you know, guys who would float around there. But that, those were basically the shitheads. And I just remember we were tossing candy over our shoulders one day, and I just threw a piece of candy over my shoulder and just smacked fucking the guy, the studs, like, right between the eyes. And he just, I, he just who the fuck did that? And I was like, yeah, it was fucking me, man. He was like, you're fucking dead. And for the next week, it was like, these guys just fucking terrorized us. And like the next day they brought pellet guns on the bus, like things that you would not be able to do right now. Yeah, like, no. they brought. <laughs> and I just remember like realizing that it was kind of escalating. And I remember just saying to him like, hey dude, like just shoot me. I'm sorry. Let's, you know, I was trying to, I was just martyr. I was trying to be a martyr. You're trying to protect your friends. Yeah. Dude, like, I'm sorry. It's a big deal. And he just go, I was like, you'd be just like make up and just like call it even. He's like, I'll make you a deal. And he had the pellet gun. He put the pellet gun up and he was like, if you lean towards me and open your eye like this, we can call it even. And I was like, okay, so this guy wants to fucking kill me. <laughs> and it went this whole thing. Like there was one day where they, they got my shoes and they were throwing, I got hit in the face by a shoe. And Swifty got really worried that like, he was getting control. So he came up and he was like on me about to punch me. And I just remember being like, this is fucking eighth grade Keegan. I like, was like, oh, oh my God, hold on. I just gave myself insulin. He was like, what does that mean? And I was like, this will get him. <laughs> <laughs> I just did like the, the hand alien thing. And he was like, what is this fucking kid doing? And it, it, it then, like, then we had... Then we had our friends ride the bus and they were like winging Walkman back at them. Like, cause then we had the bad kids from our grade ride the bus with us. And then they were you like, brought oh, in, we'll fuck you, you brought in uh, mercenaries. <laughs> they some, like, this was going on for the week. So like word spread. And so then like, you know, one kid told his buddy and then people who didn't, were even living in our town were riding the bus with us. And they were like legitimately throwing seeds, throwing Walkman. And then one day the bus driver was just like, got on a loudspeaker and he was just like, if you want to throw stuff, join the baseball team. And everyone was like, oh, well, bust. And everyone worshiped this guy. He got fired because he, uh, there's a big hill. <laughs> Sorry, side tangent. There's a big hill going into my high school. And I just remember vividly him getting to the bottom of the hill and on the radio. The bus had died once on the way. And someone was like, Phil, don't go up the hill. Phil, don't go up the hill. And he was just like, fuck this, I'm doing it. And just fucking put it in drive. And bus died immediately. <laughs> bus died immediately. And he got fired. <laughs> He's like, Phil, don't do it, Phil, don't do it. <laughs> Turn back. Um, but yeah, and then I, I, I remember getting hit in the balls playing reserve soccer in high school. And then getting the nickname Skeeter, which I didn't understand at the time. But and I didn't really get it, but I still don't really understand why that it, it only makes name Skeeter. I don't really understand it either now, but it's like not the worst nickname, honestly. No, it could have been worse. Yeah. And there then there was just the always like the one guy who was like, Oh Skeeter, what's up, dude? Right. And like, be that like, nickname's oh, been dead for years, dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's great. So yeah, that's the kind of answer to your question. That um, was the best tangent we could have gone on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I can't even tell you that used to be my go to like uh you know, someone died at work story. How do we cheer people up? It's pretty funny. Also, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. But if it did, an option. I'll pull together some hey guys, high, school hear about this high school bullying story. <laughs> hey, hey, man, so someone died at work. <laughs> but do you, want to, you know, someone died at work, but we can talk about this time I, wrote, I used to ride a school bus how are you guys dealing with your grief well i, I mean hey if anyone no one else has got a story i've got a pretty good story that might cheer you guys up <laughs> yeah 
No, sorry. Go ahead. It just triggered a bus. That just triggered a bus driver story for me. I've got tons of high school bully stories. Don't need to go into them. But we had a you bus driver boy. in elementary. Yeah, I like. High school, I've got a ton of stories because I bullied the <laughs> shit out of people. <laughs> I was so physically domineering back then. <laughs> All 125 uh, pounds. Spaghetti arms. <laughs> I would just, yeah, just throw spaghetti at people. <laughs> exactly. We had Sorry. a bus driver who we fucking loved in elementary school. And like just a le- just like the nicest dude. Everyone loved him. And to only make his legend even stronger, Dave was his name. Trucker hat. Probably like five foot six. Just like round dude. Amazing. Was that once we were riding the bus and a tree started falling. And it was oh going to fall on the bus. And instead of stopping, he floored it through the tree so like he actually went i was on the bus i remember like leaves coming through the window it was, it was you know it's like fourth grade and he saved us all by you know not hesitating just going for it and driving that was a hero yeah a hero Isn't that that's the one time you like because i think the classic school bus driver thing is like you immortalize them like you make them heroes yeah but then you're like you see them at the pool and you're like oh my god like okay this is this is sad yeah, but no, your Dave, guy was actually a Dave hero. Dave was actually a hero. He was actually a hero. I'm hey, going to call my mom after that and be for, like, hey, remember that time? Thanks for Dave saving my friend, us? Dave. Yeah, Dave. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for making this podcast possible. Oh, um, Nerd For peeps. the record, for, no, sorry. I, I realized bad radio. When I, you might remember seven minutes ago, I, I made a <laughs> sound. And I realized that that might have been unclear to those of you listening, which is all of you. Um, what I did is I moved my hand underneath my shirt and then I punched outward abruptly like I was imitating the 1987 movie Alien. Oh my God, if you got that. I'm looking it up. I think it's later. I think it's later. It's earlier, dude. What is it? 79. No way. Yeah, dude. Ridley Scott was on some shit. That's crazy. Anyway, so I made an alien noise to scare off the high school bully. And so now you're all cut up. That's good radio. Nerd Keeks. Nerd Keeks. Nerd Keeks this week. So next week, I'll throw this disclaimer. I've been wanting to talk about the video game Ghost of Tsushima since I bought it. Really enjoying it. But as I told Nick, I've got some hot takes on it, and I really want to beat the game first. Um, so I'm going to buckle down or up and do that this weekend. And so next week, we'll talk about it. So if you are curious about Ghost of Tsushima, or if you have it, tune in next week. Figure it out. It'll be awesome. The nerd key for this week is not in the direction we've done at all recently. Um, I do want to blog this, but there's not much to say. I just saw a story. Netflix just bought the rights to a, a horror story that was on Reddit. And I was like, oh, well, I'll check the story out. It is incredible. It's on the no sleep uh, thread, which I is... that. People on Reddit submit stories, um, which, to be fair, I have not read many of them. A lot of them don't look very good. I'm sure a lot of them are good. This story is unbelievable. Um, the name of it is, I'll make sure, to, I'll blog this on Monday. So when you all are listening to this, check out here's blog.com and I'll link it. But basically it's titled, My Wife and I Bought a Ranch in the Mountains. Have you heard of this, Nick? I think I have, actually. It's fucking unreal it's a six-part story and like i don't like i again hyperbole big part of writing blogs big part of doing podcasts i don't know if i could say that they're similar but i felt the same as if i was reading it like a stephen king book it's just so engrossing i haven't woken up and like made a cup of coffee and read and like enjoyed it in so long 
It's incredible. It's, it's, I read like the first two parts before I went to bed, went to bed, woke up the next morning and just read the next four. Like it is just, it's incredible. It's great. I love scary stuff. Um, I love ghost stories and it's just so well done about a, a man and his wife who buy ranch in the mountains and that basically they're warned by their neighbors that there are like spirits that uh, Native American spirits or old spirits that have been on the land forever. And they have to, they manifest in different ways throughout the seasons. And they describe to them the customs they have to do uh, in order to like, you know, keep themselves safe. And it is just invigorating reading. It's incredible. So if you are like, you know, you've read a couple books, you're out of Netflix shows for a second. You just want to do something that's not staring at a screen. Well, I guess you're reading on Reddit. So you're staring at a screen, but you're doing it in a different, you can print the pages out. I would so highly recommend this. I was thinking about, I recommend it to my mom and she's like, well, is it going to scare me? And I thought about it. And I was like, actually, this is going to make you buy a gun. So um, don't read it. No. <laughs> what, uh, what I love about, I've only read the first, I have read a, the first half of the first thing, which is super long before. And I never got through it. Not because I didn't like it, just because I think I saw people going wild about it and like got into it. I love on the no sleep how they use Reddit as like the medium, you know? Yeah. Like you're reading it like a Reddit post. We're like, oh, it's right. like a real thing. It's not like a book. It's not a, and that just makes it so, so much more compelling. Right. And I me. think that, that threw me off at first because I was like, this is so fucking weird that like, obviously this is made up. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. For unfortunately, everyone who's reading it because it's been recommended to you on this podcast and how I read it because I was told that Netflix had adapted the rights to this horror story that was written by this guy was I was like, oh, well, it's a story. If you read through it in the comments section, it's people treating it like it's real. So if you're reading this organically, I'm sure there's part of you that's like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is pretty cool. It's like, you know, if someone on TikTok who's like, oh, I just saw a, saw a fucking ghost. Um, but that threw me off at first. I was like, this is so weird that they're like, oh, well, hey, OP, you know, do this. Don't do, you shouldn't do that again. And it's like, dude, you realize this is fucking made up, right? <laughs> but then it is something really cool about that where you're like, that's also part of the medium. Like you're not reading a story. The story is that it's a Reddit post about it. Like, and that's super cool too. I think that's cool. Um, and it's, it's just awesome. It's, it's, uh, the other nice thing about it. Sorry, I was blanking for a second. The other nice thing about it is it, I think they all came out pretty close together, but like these things are fucking cliffhangers. And so the fact that they're all out right now, it's just like, you can just br you breeze through them. So it's just awesome. I could not, I could not recommend it more. Like just so, I just so, it just so blew me away where I was like, this is awesome. I wish I could wake up every morning, make a cup of coffee and like read something on the equivalent of that. Cause it was like a Stephen King short story. It's like, Oh, this is super cool. This is tight. So, this is, that's a great nerd geeks, geeks wreck. Nerd nerd geeks it, it nerd geeks. fulfills everything it's a little nerdy because you're talking reddit but it's also you know oh yeah found itself on a video game website yeah freaking yeah i'm it. curious i'm sure that netflix will you know find some way to make it great but we'll see he's team netflix he's not team netflix what's gonna happen next i don't week? know i don't know i don't know i don't know what i believe I, I don't know what I have you seen fear city at all no i just started watching it interesting they do they do that fucking thing they do that fucking thing where they act it out Fierce I don't know City. how I feel about it. Fear City. It just came out. It's three episodes on Netflix. It's about New York and the mob. Pretty interesting. I'll give it, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'm sure. Is this some based on a podcast? Listening. Maybe. It just came out on Netflix. Huh. Um, it's about the 
the push that the FBI made in the 70s and 80s to kind of curb the, the five families in New York. Interesting show, another recommendation, but God, they do that fucking thing where they act it out as the story is being told. And it's like, I, I think they probably do it in the best way you could possibly do it. And it would have changed their style completely. But I still just, it's still just silly to me. It's still, it's still just silly. I was mishearing you. I thought you were saying Fierce City, oh. which is a podcast about the history of London. Oh, which also looks that sounds com- interesting. Also looks compelling. Yeah. Compelling, yes. Yeah. Yes. Tune to that. But yeah. So yeah, check that. Two recommendations. Wow, Nerd Kings. Two for the price of one. Incredible. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Hey, well, that was episode 74 of Here's Podcast. You're happy now. Shout out, quick shout out to our sponsor cities. Let's see. Let's just listen off in no particular order. Dublin, San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, New York, Pittsburgh. The greatest Austin. city in Pennsylvania. Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Another rugby club that probably endorses us, but I won't speak for them. Portland. That's and that's I think those are all the cities that endorse us. Oh, uh, Bosnia, just the country. Just uh, the thanks country. so much. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for episode seventy-five, uh, or maybe not next week. We'll figure out this. We'll let you know. You'll hear. Yeah, you'll hear from us. We don't we'll know our shit. people. You we'll, owe we'll us. Get, don't we'll forget you. You you owe us. Check the we blog. Own a rugby club. Check the Instagram, text us. You'll get the schedule. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the blog. I would love it. I get very little engagement on the blog, which I don't care. I'm writing it anyway. But if you want to tune in and read it and let me know what you think, I would love that. It means the world to me. Just like it means the world to me that you guys listen. Check out our Instagram. Not just because we want more followers, but legitimately because we put out content on Instagram that you will not get on any other medium. We're putting out Photoshop's, putting out videos is the big thing. So check it out. Follow us on Instagram. Here's the podcast. You're happy now. No punctuation, no question mark on Instagram. Nick, here's the podcast you're happy now. Episode 74. Are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye!